Welcome. I'm Randall Broad. This is C-Sessions. My guest today is Jennifer Tammon. Jennifer is going to teach us all about some healthy living and especially what we're supposed to put in our bodies to help us be healthy living. You know, they all say, you are what you eat. Jennifer's going to be able to share a little insight with her background, where she started, where she's traveled to, and where she's at today. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Jennifer is a member of the Healthy Living Revolution, which she's going to expand upon here a little bit. And she runs a business called Epic Force Health Food Agency. So Jennifer, how'd you get to this? Give us a little bit of the backstory that started you out. Yes, from born and bred in Washington State. I love it. I actually started when I was about in the fifth grade. And I knew as a little nerdy elementary school that I wanted to be a scientist someday. And I don't know where or when it came from, but I knew that I loved it and I wanted to be in cancer research. And so I worked very, very hard and very, very diligent and did that and got my degree in molecular biology, minor in chemistry. And I did cancer immunotherapy research for a lot of years at the University of Washington and also in some biotech companies in Seattle. Fabulous. I don't know that you know, but I will share that, you know, the University of Washington is part of where I was treated. I was at Seattle Cancer Care Alliance. For those of you that don't know, I was a stage three non-small cell lung cancer patient. And I remember early on when I was first diagnosed, I can't tell you how many people reached out and says, oh gosh, I've got this great diet for you. <laughs> I mean, it was lemons, it was prunes, it was figs, it was on it. It just went on and on. And I mean, it was corn on the cob. I, I, I can't even remember all of them because there were just so many. <laughs> And I remember asking my physician, I got all these people coming saying, I got to eat lemons, got to eat all these vegetables and whatnot. And he looked at me and he goes, um, go ahead. He says, you might not live longer, but it'll sure seem like you did. <laughs> so share a little bit from your experience. Well, when I was doing cancer research, when you're in school, a lot of times they teach you how the cells work and how they go wrong and how cancer starts. And here's the drugs or the treatments you do in order to get rid of that or to treat it. But one of the things they never taught me was what prevention looks like and what our bodies really need to function correctly. And so I went on my own health journey because I wanted to be a little bit healthier. And I started seeing the commonality of, wow, you need to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. You need to eat a lot of whole foods in order to give your body what it needs to do all the functions at a cellular level so that you feel good and you look good. But then I started realizing that people who are going through things, whether they're being treated for cancer or they're having to go through surgery or they have an autoimmune disease, it's really difficult to get what we need normally. But when you have are taking medications or you are going through something where your appetite is suppressed or you don't feel well, trying to eat healthy on top of that, I'm sure as you can imagine, is really hard. And so I like to educate people on how their bodies are working and then give them some simple solutions on how to get more fruits and vegetables in their body, something they can tolerate, something that is just food-based and something that is based in research, because that's really important to me to know that if you're putting something in your body, you know it's going to work. Are you into juicing? I think juicing is a great idea. I think it is very, very messy. <laughs> and <laughs> a lot of people get into juicing regimens and they stick to their certain fruits and vegetables that they like. But we need a huge variety of fruits and vegetables in order to offset inflammation and oxidative stress. And even more than the 9 to 13 servings we need, if we are working out really hard or we're going through a disease state or we're being treated for something, it becomes almost impossible to get the variety and the quality and the quantity that we need every single day, every single day, not just, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but every single day so that our cells can function at the level they need to for optimal health. No wonder I got cancer. <laughs> Give me an example 
of the types and the variety and how and the frequency. Every day. So I want to have a cantaloupe and an apple and a banana. The studies right now are showing anywhere from 7 to 13 servings a day. And if you hold up your fist, you guys at home can hold up your fist. That is the size of a serving for you. So if you're a tall man like you are, your fist is bigger than mine. So those are the servings you need. And the issue is getting the quantity. You might be able to get the quantity, but the quality, depending on where you're getting your produce, we know that our food has grown differently in the United States now than it was 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Nutritional density of food has gone down. It's being shipped from all over the country. So even if you're getting the quantity. And Mexico. And Mexico or South America right. or wherever, even if you're getting the quantity, you might not be getting the quality and that nutrient dense that we need every single day. And so that's, the idea is the colors. If you think of the colors of the fruit of the rainbow, yeah. you want all the colors because those colors represent what we call phytonutrients or plant nutrients. And we need all the colors of the rainbow to offset the oxidative stress in our bodies and just the toxins in our world and everything that we are exposed to on a daily basis. So I've got a question for you. So what I buy organic frozen strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, and I put those in my yogurt in the morning. Does that count? No, that totally counts. Okay. If you, fresh is best. Yeah, fine. But certain times of the year you can't get fresh, right. or at least you don't even know where that fresh came from. Exactly. I mean, fully ripened off the off the vine or the tree is the best because in that last stage of growing is when all the nutrients come in. And so, if something's being picked three weeks earlier and shipped to you, you're probably not going to get. You'll get the fiber, but not the nutrient density. Something that is picked fully ripened and then flash frozen, like your frozen fruit or your vegetables, you're going to see um, a lot more of a nutrient density there, depending on how it's grown. But then again. Is it grown in good soil? How was it treated when it was grown? All those types of things. Interesting. So you started as a scientist, and you were working at the UW Medical Center, I take it. Is that? That, and then into biotech in downtown Seattle. Okay. And then when did that transition take place? Yeah, it took place about 10 years later when I was on my own health journey. I, I was having children, and if you're a woman out there, you know everything changes when you have kids. And I just needed a change. And I came across a company that was making concentrated fruits and vegetables that had a plethora of real research done all over the world, hit my nerdy science gene. And I thought, wow, if I put this in my body, maybe I'll feel better. And that really started down this road of looking at what we're putting in our bodies. And what was really cool is about two years ago, I was very, very healthy as far as I knew, but I started experiencing some strange symptoms. And it turned out I had a tumor, thank goodness it was benign, on my spinal cord. Mm. And so I went down very quickly this path of being thrust into the medical system and having to advocate for myself. And I was really shocked at how you were just put into this queue and you were just following the standard procedure that they put you in. And witness it all the time. Right. And it was really frustrating because I know that the surgeons were really good at what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to get in there, take the tumor out, patch me back up, put some titanium on my spine. And they did a really great job of that. But everything else around it was was lacking. There was just, this is what we're going to do. Just trust us, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But there was no healing with that. There was no talk about, well, how do I heal? How do I go into this strong? How do I come out of it strong? How do I get off the medications? How do I... How do I give my cells what they need to heal? We have to give our bodies nutrients so that it, it knows what to do. Our bodies are amazing. but We have to give our cells what they need so that they can heal better. Were you involved in immunotherapies and any of that type of work? 
10 years ago when I was being treated, it was, it was a topic. It was a buzzword. Thank you. But now it has become a standard of care, taking what's in you out, adding something to it, and re-injecting it back into you. So it's your own body that is actually curing you. Yep. Is that part of your background at all? Yes, yes. So the company I was working for, they were working on a prostate cancer drug, and that was what it was. We would take blood from you and in, incubate your white blood cells, if you will, with our cocktail right. and then put it back in your body. The hope, at least, was that it would stimulate your immune system to seek out that particular cancer, recognize it, and kill it. So mm. your side effects are an immune response instead of like chemotherapy or right. other things where you're just trying to stay alive while they kill every dividing cell in your body. <laughs> Been down that road. So what was the efficacy rate of that? What was the company, if you don't mind me asking? Um, it doesn't exist anymore. It was called Dendrion. Oh, Dendrion. Okay, I remember hearing that. Out of Belltown, yep. yep. I actually left before the phase three trials were done. Somebody bought them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they went to trial and they had they had good they had good efficacy, but they there was a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it kind of got swallowed, I think, in, in all the other competition that was out got there. It. I am talking with Jennifer Tammon, who is nutritionist. I'm a scientist who has turned into a wellness advocate okay. slash I own a health food agency. Yes. Give us a day in the life of Jennifer these days. A day in the life. I feel very passionate about educating people on the power of whole food nutrition. And so my health food agency is all about giving education and what used to be in-person events, now virtual events, to educate people on the power of whole food nutrition and how they can get it in their bodies simply and easily for not just themselves, but for their families. And so I do a lot of reaching out to people to see how can I help them? Do they need some free resources through our Healthy Living Revolution website? Do they need some actual bridging of that fruit and vegetable gap with fruit and vegetable concentrates or smoothies or recipes? Do they need just some education and support around how they can cook? Do they need to talk to a registered dietitian that I have on my team? Or do they need to talk to you know a health coach or someone that can take them a little bit further in that? And so I'm also about empowering women especially to to take control. And if they want to join me in my agency, they can do that as well. And I can train them how to share the gift of health with other people. So when you use the word whole food, mm -hmm. what is whole food? I mean, I, I know what whole foods the grocery store is and, <laughs> and Amazon owns them now. And I've shopped there and I've spent a lot of money there because they're twice as expensive as anybody <laughs> else, because I guess their foods are whole. When you say that, what are you referring to? A whole food is something that comes from the planet Earth, from the ground. Fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, beans, something that's grown in the ground or planted in the ground, not made in a plant. So Big Mac doesn't... No, Big Mac does not count. Okay, Sorry about wondering. that. All right. No, I just... <laughs> okay, so comes from the ground. Are meats and fish and poultry, are those whole foods? Or I think it depends on who you're talking to, but for my intents and purposes, it's something that's grown in the ground. It's okay. plant-based. It's something that comes from Mother Nature. Now, of course, all those animals that create that meat, they eat whole foods, right? Fish eat algae and plankton and other things like that. Cows eat grass, hopefully. Chickens eat live feed, hopefully. But So there are some nutrition there, but the majority of our nutrients come from whole okay. plant foods. I want to tie now to cancer because I remember... It was a few years ago, I was at a presentation at the Fred Hutch Cancer Research Center here in town, and the presenter, he was talking about foods and things that are good for the human body. And so he put up a picture of a piece of broccoli, a glass of red wine, 
and a woman holding her son suckling her breast. And he said, these three things are really, really good. Broccoli is excellent for this. Red wine, you don't want to leave that out. And by all means, breastfeed. Well, I was so excited when I heard all this that I went and invested in a broccoli farm, bought a winery, and I'm going to just (laughs) let your imagination roam on that last one. (laughs) So, but your experience, again, of the immunotherapy, your history, and cancer, these types of whole foods, how do these... Well, the crossover is really not just cancer, but any disease state that we have found, any degenerative disease, whether it's cancer, autoimmune, some old age disorder, is the root of almost all of those is oxidative stress and inflammation. Mm. And all of those nutrients that we talk about in whole food, in the broccoli and in the grapes that wine is made out of, and when those are consumed by a woman that come out her breast milk to her child, all of those things, all of those phytonutrients combat oxidative stress and they combat inflammation and bring them down. So if you have a diet high in those things, then you are going to dramatically reduce your risk of degenerative disease, like 80, 70 to 80% reduction. This is so fascinating. I had no idea. And you hit a key word there, stress. I was so stressed out before I was diagnosed. I had a nagging cough and my doctor got checked. I had x-rays, nothing ever showed up. She just says, it's just because you're stressed. Hmm. And I have people that come in here with this all the time. And then the week that I got diagnosed, they took an x-ray and they still didn't see it because the tumor was underneath my heart. But I'm, I'm sharing that because I was beyond stressed. I was running a small business and I, there were so many things in my life that were just overbearing. And that level of stress, I am to this day certain that that is what caused my cancer. So hearing what you're saying is very, very interesting. Well, and that kind of stress definitely impacts your immune system. There's tons of studies that show that stress coming from the outside affects and dampens your immune system, which is what you need to fight cancer and to fight Mm -hmm. all these diseases. But oxidative stress is really special because it happens 10,000 times a day in every cell in your body just by breathing oxygen and the food that you eat. We need to make energy. But the offset of that energy is oxidative stress that can damage DNA, can damage your cells, and oxidative stress is combated with antioxidants, which are found, ta-da, in whole food, those fresh fruits and vegetables, but you need the whole variety of them. So with what's going on in the world today, we have a pandemic, pandemic going on. We've got coronavirus. If anything of what you're sharing could help, I mean, obviously you want to wear a mask and you want to stay six feet away, which we're doing right now, but where could nutrition support getting diagnosed with COVID. Well, and that is really tricky because I think we've seen with the statistics, the majority of people who are unfortunately passing away from COVID or getting really, really sick, the majority of them have immunocompromising issues. Maybe it's just old age. Maybe they have a disease state. Anything you can do to support proper immune system function. And I'm not talking about boosting your immune system. You don't want to boost your immune system. That's, That's a whole nother thing. Supporting proper immune system function is what you really want to do. And if we can focus on that, we are going to dramatically decrease the massive COVID illness that comes if you get exposed to coronavirus. And so focusing on getting your gut health in check, that's Mm. where 80% of your immune system lies. And guess what goes into good gut health? Eating lots of whole foods. (laughs) It all comes back to what you're putting in your body. And 
that's one slice of the pie. You also need to be drinking water and moving your body and sleeping and de-stressing. But one of those things you can try to control is how many fruits and vegetables am I eating? Am I getting enough? And if I'm not, which most of us aren't, how do I bridge that gap? A lot of people turn to a vitamin supplement or a multivitamin made in a lab. I think it makes the most sense that if you have a gap in your fruit and vegetable nutrition to bridge it with fruits and vegetables. And so that's one of the things I offer is a concentrated whole food, fruits and vegetables in a capsule, if you will. It's like George Jetson food you think of. <laughs> and it, it's, it's boy Elroy. Right. And it's clinically proven. And so it's just, it's a really simple way to get that next step in your health. And if you're wanting to support your immune system, how do you change your diet? Like think about how you can change your diet. And I really encourage people to take a look at that and talk to someone if you don't know how to do that. And listening to what you were just saying, where, where do herbs fit in? Herbs are another plant. Right. They're very, okay. very powerful, though. And so I, I highly recommend that if you're talking about doing herbal supplementation, you talk to a naturopath or okay. a doctor because there are certain herbs that do counteract with medications you might be on or other disease states, whereas fruits and vegetables, not so much. They're pretty benign in terms okay. of contraindications. Good to know. Yeah. And back on the discussion of the coronavirus, have you had any personal experience with the coronavirus? I have. I've had clients and friends that have been exposed and tested positive for I'm, COVID. I'm, I'm amazed at how many people that I know that have told me, oh yeah, back in March, I got it. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yep. So, and that's what happened in our family. We came back from a trip to Hawaii in February wow. and my husband was sick with this weird thing for about four days on the couch. Not the typical symptoms, but I came to learn that there are typical symptoms and then there's not. For people who have COVID, my son had a cough for a week. I had that, I think I'm coming down with something. My lymph nodes are swollen. And we didn't really know what it was. And then it was gone. And then, of course, within a couple of weeks, everybody's talking about social distancing and coronavirus. And oh, my gosh. Well, I had my husband tack on some anti-coronavirus antibody test to his blood test for his physical last week. And he came back as having those antibodies in his blood, meaning he was exposed to coronavirus and had an immune response. I'm thinking it was from that time in the spring. Right. Don't know for sure. But it's really cool because I now know that we have a little added protection. Our immune system responded. And I also know that we came through it. We try to be really healthy. We eat whole foods. We bridge the gap with whole food capsules. We try to sleep and do all the things. Drink lots of water. Drink lots of water and try to try to keep our stress levels low and keep a positive mindset. And all of those things can go into it. So I really want to encourage people who are concerned or worried to just Try to look at those things you can do hmm. to support your immune system. And if you don't Excellent know what to advice. do, reach out to someone who does. Yeah, like yourself. Like myself. Perfect. Tell me a little bit about that. Before you do, though, you mentioned something earlier when you and I were speaking prior to starting the show that there was a study that MD Anderson did for ovarian cancer. And can you touch base on that a little bit? Wasn't it around the efficacy of consuming fruits and vegetables? Yeah. So there's a lot of studies that show, especially in ovarian cancer and other cancers, that if you can get a lot of fruits and vegetables in your recovery, you're going to recover better. Mm. Your incidence of uh, reoccurrence is going to go down. And so they did a study at MD Anderson Cancer Research Center yep. out of the University of Texas. One of the biggest there is. Yeah, it's amazing, on ovarian cancer survivors. And they did a study where they put about 10 servings. They wanted these women to eat 10 servings of fruits and vegetables post-treatment. So if you've ever been post-cancer treatment, you can imagine how difficult it is to get 10 servings of anything in your body. And or then, want to. Or want to, <laughs> right? And then the other cohort was doing these fruit and vegetable concentrates with some servings of fruits and vegetables. And at the end, they were showing 
quality of life went way up in the group that was able to bridge that gap with concentrated fruits and vegetables, as well as their blood work showed more nutrients. They had higher serum albumin, meaning more protein in their blood. They had higher amounts of beta carotene, other carotenoids. They had other vitamins like vitamin A was higher. And all those things are good indicators Mm. for ovarian cancer survivors that things are going well. So that was really cool to see the efficacy of that in a clinical study. Well, I was going to say, especially my experience with those environments is they typically go along the research lines of what drugs and those types of things. So to, for them, especially MDA, you've opened my eyes and ears. I'm pretty good at eating fruits and vegetables, but I'm going to get better. I appreciate it. Tell us now, somebody wants to get a hold of you and you can help them with their dietary needs. How does one do that? The best way is just to go to my website, epicforcehealth.com, and you can chat live with me there or you can fill out a form and reach out. Epicforcehealth.com. I like it. Okay. Well, I think our time is up. But Jennifer, this has been very enlightening and I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and share your insight and your knowledge and your experience. And I hope it's been beneficial for everybody that's listening. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome.